0: Listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. y'all, so we're here and we're here with our second episode of the season and this is a good one y'all. It's unplanned but it's something that God had laid on my heart when I was listening to the last episode. So today's episode is titled Temptations. Temptations and let me tell you it's not what you think so you want to make sure that you share this episode because this episode right here will set you free. That's our aim right? to share the good news and set God's people free. So last episode, I touched on temptation just a little bit. And as I was reviewing the episode, Holy Spirit whispered that we needed a full episode on temptation because I believe that sometimes we can think that temptation is super obvious. I think that we're super alert of the obvious temptations, but God never put a name on what the temptation was. So the truth about temptation is that it's not super obvious, y'all. Of course, we can identify the obvious temptations. However, most things that are true temptations for you are hidden or you genuinely don't see anything wrong with what you're doing, which means that it's still hidden, (laughs) y'all. It means that you're not aware of the fact that it is, in fact, a temptation. Now, I know that sex before marriage is a sin. We all know that. Actually, I want to do a podcast on that because I think that these truths are passed down to us, but it's passed down without understanding. And that's why this generation or these younger generations are struggling so much, because They're like, if I don't understand why it's a sin, then why shouldn't I do it? And okay, fine. I agree with that. There should be understanding. The Bible says that people perish because of lack of knowledge. So I'll do a podcast on that. But we know that sex before marriage is a sin. So therefore, I am more aware of the different temptations that will lead to sex. I'm more aware. I know (laughs) what leads to sex because The sin is obvious. So I made myself more aware of that. So when I get that feeling and need sexual healing, I don't text my male friends. I don't call my male friends. What I'm saying to you is because I'm aware of the sexual sin, I'm not going to set myself up To fall into that sin because I'm human. And the Bible says that we ought not to think of ourselves more highly than we are. We are all living in this flesh. And if the enemy thought that he could tempt Jesus, what makes us think that we are untouchable to what the enemy sends our way? So I'm not going to set myself up to fall into a sexual sin if I know it's a sin or any sin for that matter. It's all about that we become more aware of the temptation that leads to the sin. So it also leads to setting boundaries. My boundary, when it comes to me wanting sexual healing, (laughs) because my body still works, right? My boundary is I'm not going to call or text a male friend. That's just not wise. However, that doesn't stop them from texting me. I've been in a position where a male has contacted me and asked if I wanted to have sex. I declined, but that didn't mean that I didn't want it. That didn't mean that it wasn't hard for me to decline because we live in this flesh. It's a real thing. It was a temptation, but it was a temptation that I was aware of. So therefore I was prepared so that I don't fall in the sin. Y'all following me? There are other temptations out there that lead to sin that people don't even think twice about. For instance, lying is a sin. Actually, Solomon said that the Lord hates six things. In fact, he says that seven are detestable to the Lord arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony and one who stirs up trouble amongst his brothers. This is so good, y'all. So the Lord hates lying tongues and he hates arrogant eyes. These are things that people do every day, but we don't talk about it every day or every Sunday or whatever when it comes to our our religion, our faith, and our Christianity. These things are often overlooked, but God hates them. It's sin. What temptation leads to people lying? What temptation leads to people being arrogant? What temptation leads to people stirring up trouble? What temptation leads to people gossiping? Come on, y'all. Like when I read the Bible, these are questions that I ask because the Bible is meant to expose these things so that we can become more aware of it. Now, the enemy will have you to think that it's exposed to bring you shame. The devil is a liar. The Bible exposes these things to make us more aware of it so that we can be aware of the different temptations that may come our way to lead us into that sin. We pray the prayer all the time. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He can lead us not into temptation, but that takes us reading his word for him to lead us. Because the Bible says, we said it last week, that the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and that our steps are ordered by the Lord. In order for God to order our steps, we must be anchored in his word. Our ordering comes from us knowing his word. So we know the obvious sins and temptations, but let's look at the behaviors that we do on an everyday basis without second thought. This is a tough episode today, y'all, but it's my prayer that it's going to bring self-awareness and clarity on how we are really living. So just ask yourself, how am I really living? Or if you have somebody sitting next to you, say, how are you really living? For real. How are you really living? It's easy to quote the scripture that says that we ought to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God, for this is our true worship. That is an easy scripture to quote. But are we li- how are you really living for real? Are you really presenting your body? Are you really presenting your life as a living sacrifice to God daily? And if I'm honest, then I would say that I would present my body multiple times <laughs> to God a day. I hit the reset button to my mind constantly because I really want my body and my life to be pleasing to God. Not saying that I'm living in bondage of trying to be perfect or to do things perfectly because what I've learned is that God is not interested in perfection. So let's just throw that twisted truth out the window. God ain't interested in perfection. He wants our imperfect heart. He wants our imperfect mind. He wants our imperfect life. Why? Because fully surrendering or giving our lives to God sets us up for his best. God wants his best for us. He wants us to live abundantly. He wants us to experience abundant living. And when we give our lives, our hearts, our minds to God, this is worship y'all. And when we do that, it sets us up to really live our best lives you say oh i'm living my best life okay is your life surrendered to god for real because that's the only way that we're going to live our best lives the bondage comes in when we see our flaws and then we try to fix our flaws on our own when god is saying baby give it to me god makes the difference so are we really giving our lives as a living sacrifice to him are we willing to sacrifice, to please God. Ask yourself that, am I willing to sacrifice my feelings to please you, Lord? Am I willing to be misunderstood by people to please you, Lord? Am I willing to not be the most popular person in order to please you, Lord? Am I willing to walk away from gossip or better yet, am I willing to shut down gossip by checking my friends or my family so that I can please you, Lord? When the enemy came to tempt Jesus, he didn't tempt Jesus with sex. He didn't tempt Jesus to get drunk. He didn't tempt Jesus by using profanity or gossiping. He didn't tempt Jesus with any of those things, those obvious things. He tempted Jesus with something that was directly connected to what Jesus was longing for at that time, hunger. The enemy targets our hidden desires. So what's your hidden desire? There are hidden desires that are linked to sin that manifest in our lives. And the only way to illuminate or identify that desire is to remain connected to God, as we said earlier. As we see with Jesus, Jesus kept the word before him. He, he combated the devil with the word of God. God's word keeps us anchored. It exposes and heals us. Don't reject the exposure, y'all. Accept it because it is connected and directly linked to your healing. Your hidden places need to be healed. Present them to God. There's no need to hide. He sees it anyway. He just wants you to be aware so that you can be healed. Awareness is not meant to bring shame. It is meant to bring healing. Let's talk about Adam. Adam sinned, but the Bible says that he didn't cover himself until he heard God in the garden. Then God asked Adam, where are you? And Adam confessed at that moment. He confessed that when he heard God in the garden, that he became afraid because he was naked. So he hid himself. And do y'all know God's response to that? He said, who told you you were naked? Listen, y'all. God sees us before we see ourselves. So why are you trying to hide? God knew that Adam and Eve disobeyed him before Adam confessed. So why was he trying to hide? It didn't matter if Adam covered himself or not, God saw him. And that's the thing that I wanna tell you today, that it doesn't matter if you are hiding your sin or not, God sees you. And yet he still asks you, where are you? He still is concerned about you. So after Adam became aware of himself, When he became aware that God was in the garden with him, his sin scared him. So he hid. Many of you are afraid of your sin. So you hide it. You cover it up. You tell yourself that it's all good. And this is the reason why you don't want to pray. You don't want to go to church because you are aware of yourself while you're in his presence. And that is scary to you. Many of you have good hearts. I believe that. But what keeps you from drawing closer and closer to God is the guilt and the shame of your sin that you are choosing to carry. You don't have to carry it. It amazes me that God knew that they sinned, but he was still looking for them. And when they became aware of their sin, God responded with, who told you you were naked? Meaning how I see you hasn't changed. What changed was how you see yourself. And God is saying the same thing to y'all. You're trying to hide, but God says how I see you hasn't changed. What has changed is how you see yourself, which leads to you sinning against me, which leads to you becoming disconnected from me, which leads to you drifting further and further away from me. But I want you to know that I still love you. How I see you hasn't changed. Listen, y'all, God sees you and he knows that you're not perfect. However, that doesn't change his mind about how he feels about you. This is why he sent his only son to die for us, because of how he feels about us. He loves us. We're about to celebrate Valentine's Day and some of y'all are scrambling for dates or trying to find ways that you can feel love. But you're drifting further and further away from the one who loves you the most. It's time for you to present everything that you are to God. It's time to present your sins, your flaws, your pain. Present it all to God. I mean, really, what do you have to lose? He already knows anyway, and he still chooses to love us. What a mighty God we serve. Your peace is in you keeping it 100 with God. You looking for peace, you think people have it, you think it's in money, you think your family has it, and and some of you are even mad at your family, mad at your friends, mad at your situation, because they are not giving you what you desire, which is the peace of God. That peace only comes from God, where you're able to say, it doesn't matter what I'm standing in, what my situation looks like, what I have. I have the peace of God. All that is found in you keeping it 100 with God. When you're trying to put on airs or put on a mask or trying to be something that you're not, you are forfeiting your peace. You got to give everything that you are to God. You can't just say it. You got to be real about it. And it's my prayer that your vision about yourself will begin to align with God's vision about you. Father, may their eyes see what you see, or may their hearts know that you love them more than anything. So Father, right now, God, we thank you. We bless you. We bless your holy name. For we say that there is no God like you in all the heavens or the earth, and we bless you. We honor you, and we magnify you. For who can compare to your mighty power, Father? And what can compare to your love? Nothing can compare to your love. So Father, we thank you for your love and we thank you for how it carries us. We thank you for how it keeps us. And Father, we thank you for how it covers us. For your word says that your love covers a multitude of sin. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that every mask is uncovered so that we can present our bodies as living sacrifices. We present everything about us to you so that your love can cover us, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus. We don't have to use any cover-ups because of your love. So Father, we thank you for that. And we embrace your love right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Now, Father, I ask that you forgive us of our sins in the mighty name of Jesus. Forgive us of hidden sins that keep us from seeing ourselves the way that you see us. Father, I ask that you will renew the vision of your sons and your daughters right now. Change their perspective about themselves. I pray, God, that you would place a new hunger and a new thirst for your word on the inside of them in the name of Jesus may they long for you even as your word says father as the deer pants for the water so our souls long for you may our souls thirst for you place a new desire on the inside of your sons and your daughters to yearn for you to want you to chase after you father i pray right now god that even as they chase for you god may they remove any any barriers or distractions that would keep them from feeling you fill every void that's in their lives in the name of Jesus. And right now I plead the blood of Jesus over their minds. I plead it over their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Rid them of the tainted perspective and vision that the enemy has fed them for so long. I pray that you would expose God the way that they think about themselves. That is not conducive to their growth. That is not conducive to their purpose that is not conducive to their calling father in the name of Jesus rid them of that perspective in Jesus name God and rid them of that vision and I pray God for healing and wholeness from the inside out father do it now in the name of Jesus breathe new life in them even as God hallelujah you sent your servant your prophet Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones you gave him the vision father and he looked at what he had and you told him to speak to the bones and prophesy prophesy life, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy life to every dead area, God, in the lives of your sons and your daughters and pray that you would breathe new life on the inside of them, Father, so that they will walk in your wholeness in the name of Jesus. Father, and may this newness spring over into their legacy father that it will be carried down from generation to generation we decree and declare that the cycle of whatever their struggle is of whatever this sin is is broken off of their life and their seeds life in the name of Jesus I pray God that you will continue to birth an awareness on the inside of them father your word says for us to put on the full armor of God so that we can withstand the wiles and the schemes and the foolishness of the devil and father you even tell us to be alert not only do we need to have on the armor but you tell us to be alert so father I pray that whatever is keeping your sons and your daughters from being alert from having awareness would you remove those things from their lives right now God remove the scales from their lives right now God so that they can have keen vision of what's really happening father in the name of Jesus sharpen their discernment now in Jesus name God so that they can be alert and have an awareness, God, that will keep them, God, standing on their feet and standing in the strength of God and seeing things the way that you see it in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you right now for the full armor of God that we are placing it on and that we shall remain alert of the enemy's foolishness and his schemes in the name of Jesus. Give us clear vision, God, and it is so in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. It is so. Somebody just say that. It is so. God is renewing your vision even now so that you can see things the way that you have never seen them before. God is giving you new vision. He's giving you new vision of yourself. It's going to begin with you. You cannot expand your vision on the outside things until you change the vision about yourself. So I pray that you will receive that and receive the new vision that he gives about you. Now, if you have been running from God and you want to have a relationship with him or renew your relationship with him, then I encourage you not to wait. Now is not the time to wait. Now is not the time to say that I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Now is not the time for that because... Number one, tomorrow's not promised. And number two, there are things that God needs you to do today. God needs you and the kingdom of God needs you. The body of Christ needs you. You have a purpose that will add to the effectiveness of the body of Christ. Stop letting the enemy feed you those lies. Stop letting him deceive you of your true purpose. You are valuable and you will find that you are most valuable in the kingdom of God. Linked up with more brothers and sisters that are like-minded like you. So don't wait. Let's do this thing right now. Paul tells us that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died for our sins and God raised him from the dead on the third day, that we will be saved. There is no ifs, there is no ands, there is no buts about it. If you do this, then you will be saved. God wants you saved. Peace is accessible to you. Joy is accessible to you. Freedom is accessible to you is accessible to you strength is accessible to you everything that you may be looking for right now in this moment if you accept jesus christ as your lord it is accessible to you Don't let the enemy feed you those lies. I feel like there are many of you listening right now and you are battling in your mind because of what the enemy is feeding your mind, the thoughts that are are fighting you against this decision right now. But I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind and I pray that you would cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ and bring it captive under the obedience of Jesus Christ. God wants you saved and it will be the best decision that you will ever make. That's why there is so much resistance because it is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. Just open up your heart and ask God to come in and repeat after me. Say Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I am a sinner in need of a savior. So I open my heart And I ask that you come into my heart. I want to be a part of your family. You said in your word that if I acknowledge that you raised Jesus from the dead and that I accept him as my Lord and Savior, that I would be saved. So God, I now say that I believe, hallelujah, that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive and well. I accept him now as my personal Lord and savior. I accept my salvation from sin right now. And now I declare that I am saved. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my savior. Thank you, Father God. For forgiving me. Thank you, Father God, for saving me. And thank you, Father God, for giving me eternal life with you. We bless you, God, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, y'all angels are rejoicing right now. If you pray that prayer and guess what, since they're rejoicing, since they're having a party, I'm having a party right now with you as well. My heart is so light and so happy for you because I know that many of you have said that prayer and now you are in the family of God. Hallelujah. And the devil is defeated. That's the best part about it. We have eternal. There's so many benefits. We have eternal life when we're in the family of God, but the devil is all. defeated another one is one into the kingdom of God and we rejoice in Jesus name father you're worthy and we thank you God for saving our souls in Jesus name listen thank you all for joining it is my prayer that you are inspired and that you have been empowered by this prayer that we just shared today and because we serve a faithful God because we serve a loving God and he is a mighty God I have no doubt that you did. So I know that you will surely have a solid Saturday today. See you all next time.